Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Raymond Ribble. You are the founder and CEO of Sphere with one R because, you know, that's that's the tech company thing to do. With one, with uh, one E, yes, with one E. <laughs> with one E, that's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, mi- missing the final E. You're found on the web at SphereInc.com. So that's S-P-H-E-R-I-N-C.com. Raymond, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. So from a high level, go ahead and explain what Sphere is. You and I were talking beforehand, and I'm like, my friend, it, this seems like a ice water in the desert kind of product to be selling today. That was that was my goal when I got started, pretty much, you know, selling, uh, right. selling ice water in the desert, but um, <laughs> at least a cool drink, right? I, I think yeah. the way to consider what we do is we protect patient data in the healthcare industry. As you know, with yeah. solar winds and uh, Colonial Pipeline this last week mm-hmm. and all of that news, mm-hmm. the data breach world is a big, big world right now. Everybody's paying attention to it, but it's actually been going on for a long time. What I designed, what I built with Sphere is a product that protects patient data in the healthcare world, your data, my data, from uh, unauthorized access from potential malfeasance, which might lead to identity theft, as an example. Yeah. So, um, without what you do, what what is so? I would imagine you're working with what, like doctors' offices, uh, uh, anyone that's dealing with, um, like you know, HIPAA type protected data. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're pretty you're pretty close. So we look at it more holistically as we're trying to help the entire healthcare industry address a problem that goes all the way from a private practice all the way up to a major hospital group or a healthcare group. They all manage the same type of data regardless of who they are. And so we're, we've built a system that can be molded to each one of those sectors of the healthcare industry. So I I say this in tongue in cheek, I don't care how big or how small they are. I care about protecting that data on their behalf because that protects you and me, the patient. Yeah, right. So, um, is so if they don't have your solution, what are they doing? Our number one competitor in the market, they're doing nothing. Oh, no. Right? They're doing nothing. Um, absolutely, my number one competitor is doing nothing. What they do is they, they'll, most of them, if they're doing something, they're doing a very, very rudimentary paper check where they'll say, um, let's look at three different patients or three different employees over the last month. And let's take Mm -hmm. a look at what they did. And we think that that's indicative of what everybody else is doing. Uh, So they'll look at the audit log data and try to determine if there was anything there. But if I have 2000 employees and I look at three, is that really safe? Oh, no, please, please. Is that really going to protect me? Yeah. So this is what we run into, what we see in the market on a regular basis. Where do you see most breaches take place? Like, how is it getting, how is that happening? Can I, can I back up and define what a breach might be? Yeah. Yeah. Please. That question. um, If that's okay with you. So when we think of breach today, we're influenced heavily by uh, multimedia. 
And the media tells us, oh, it's these bad guys, you know, these uh, nation states that are breaking into systems and stealing the data. Does that happen? Absolutely. But more importantly, 70% of the breaches that I'm talking about occur inside the office, sadly, Mm -hmm. from employees, right? And the, the number one type of data breach that we see is something very simple. It's called snooping. Right. Uh, yeah. and I'll give you a good story as an example of that. You remember the Jesse Smollett incident that happened in Chicago. Uh, the gentleman who kind of said that he got attacked in the middle of the night after going. Oh, to yeah. Right. right. Yes. Okay. That, that's a different story. We don't want to go down that path. But after he admitted himself into the Northwest Northwestern University Hospital, right, to be checked. Subsequent to that, 36 different employees went in to look at his medical record, Mm. right? That was unauthorized access. That's a good example of snooping. Those 36 people subsequently were fired by Northwestern Hospital because that's a violation of HIPAA rules. We would, if they were using our system, we would have detected those incidents where they went into that system immediately and brought that to the attention of a compliance officer probably changing the culture of the company to the point where those 36 people would never have done it in the first place. Mm. Does that that make good sense? Yeah. Okay. So now um, it's, so when, when we have sphere um, as part of, and I have no idea, like this seems like sorcery to me. I don't know how you are are able to. We're using artificial intelligence and machine learning. And what we do is we take a a healthcare organization in a simple sense, and we create a behavioral map of every single individual that you grant access to your clinical applications, not just one, it could be multiple applications. You might have a practice management system, you might have an EMR or an EHR, you may have an oncology system, you may have all Mm -hmm. these different specialty systems running parallel to each other. Each one of them has the patient data in it. Each one of them falls under the HIPAA rules and needs to be monitored to make sure that that data isn't being inappropriately accessed. We go in and Sphere covers all of that for them, monitoring everybody who has access to that, and then reports to the compliance or security officer in the event that something happens that's inappropriate. And we're using AI to create that model so that we can identify when Josh or Ray aren't mm-hmm. really doing their job. But in fact, what we're doing is we got a little bit bored this afternoon, decided to go look at some VIP who came in or my cousin or the girl who's going to marry my cousin because I heard yeah. she's going to come in. I could take a peek and no damage done, right? Well, actually, mm. yes, there is. And during the pandemic, it was horrific in terms of the number of snooping incidents that took place because people couldn't go out. And so they got bored and they started to do bad things. So we're talking about like internal team members that are just browsing sensitive patient information that, right. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. That's that's one example. That's one example of what we do. We do more sophisticated, much more sophisticated tools within our system. So we're using artificial intelligent algorithms and we look at, Hey, what time did they log in? What time do they log out? How many records do they look at in a day? How long do they look at that record? What's the workflow while they're looking at a patient, or when they interject themselves into the system, when do they interject? So when does Ray get involved in a patient workflow? At the start, in the middle, at the very end, right? Our system actually creates that map. So if Ray always sees the patient at the very end, and today I'm looking at 35 of them at the very beginning, well, that's not normal. 
Now, there may be a very good reason why Ray is doing that, and that can be explained. But if we don't investigate it, then how do we know something bad isn't happening? Yeah. So um, help me. And you're going to have to explain this at, uh, I won't say a fifth grade level, but, you know, maybe like a seventh grade, maybe eighth grade level. Yeah. Technically, how are you able to do this? So what we're doing is we pull the audit logs from those clinical applications into our database. We index that. uh, We basically format that data in a way that we want to see it. Mm -hmm. And then we apply all of these algorithms to each individual action that takes place. We create a behavioral map, which goes back as far as 60 days. So think about a stock, right? When we're going to invest in a stock, We want to know, well, how has that stock performed in the past Mm. as an indication of how it might perform in the future? Well, in the same sense, how has this employee interacted with patient data in the past? And is that indicative of the way they should be interacting with that patient data today and going forward? Now, our jobs change. We get promoted. We get demoted. We take on additional responsibilities. We fill in for somebody when they're sick. We can catch that bring that to the attention of of the person who's doing the compliance and they can look at the system and say, you know what? I know what Ray was doing that day. Yeah, that's not his normal job, but he was filling in for Josh who was out sick or on vacation. So yeah, that's okay. And we tell the system through the AI modeling, don't remember that so that if it happens Mm -hmm. again, I want to see it again, right? Or we can say, oh no, Ray changed jobs. He's in a new role. I start to click normalize and mm-hmm. the whole model changes going forward. What that does is that takes a lot of tedious work away from that compliance officer and allows them to focus their energy only on meaningful data. So we get rid of the false positives that are in the system. Does that help a little bit? Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. So, you know, I, I was like thinking, are, you know, do you have to have like software installed on every single terminal? No. But no, that's no. just, that's everything all... happens in the cloud. Okay, right. So that's all just cataloged within the 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 the, the sensitive data platform, right? So what we do is we there's a process. We won't go deep into it, but there's a process yeah. that the data gets to us, right? That's a secure process. We do our magic work on the back end. You don't have to worry about that magic work because that's our job, right? The only thing you, the customer, has to worry about is logging into our secure dashboard and viewing any of the alerts that the system has brought to your attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you can use the forensics and the tools within our dashboard to drill down on that data if you're not sure about that incident. In the worst case, you pick up the phone and you call somebody and ask them, hey, what were you doing? Right. Uh, you, you have that recorded. Now, going back to something you asked at the beginning, Josh, from a HIPAA perspective, we'll use that as the standard. From a NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology Cybersecurity Framework perspective, now we have a record of every investigation that we've done, of every incident that we've captured across the entire organization, across every employee, so that if we didn't catch something today, if something nefarious happened and it was not detected by Sphere, we still have the ability to go back historically and research that data and find out what did happen, right? And so that's very important for an organization to protect themselves. So it's a good CYA policy of nothing else. Yeah, We know what's going on or we know what happened right? And it's 100% of the data, not a small sample size. Yeah. Okay. So um, going through like all of your typical clients, like who, who would be a great case use or, you know, who would, who would, who should definitely be listening to this interview right now and take an action? Like what, what size companies, what size organizations, what are they doing? 
gosh, I roll my eyes because I'm thinking, what's the best answer to give you in this case, right? <laughs> it, it really is one of those trick questions where it's all of the above. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm a, if I'm an outsider, let's take the 30%, not the 70%, right? The 30%, which is the outsider who breaks into your computer system and goes after your personal health information that you have from your patients. Okay. Every organization is subject to that type of a breach. Um, is it worth your business? Because remember, most healthcare companies are private businesses, whether it's a small private practice, a specialty shop, or a major hospital, they're private enterprise, right? They're not government owned other than the VA. So those organizations should be implementing security standards and policies and procedures around protecting that data. So look, the sweet spot for me would be that you know, 40 to 400 doctor medical clinic groups somewhere in the United States, of which there are over 10,000, um, that really, it looks at it and says, wow, we really don't know who's looking at our data or how they're looking at our data. They should be screaming to talk to us today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we just closed a major hospital in Missouri last week. We closed a major uh, federally qualified health center in Connecticut a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Right. So it's really across the spectrum in terms of the type of organizations that come to us. More often than not, sadly, it's because something happened to them. Yeah. They realize yep. that they're in trouble and they need to do something. Absolutely. That's unfortunate. Because <laughs> yeah, like, that's like the person that's like, okay, I got in a car wreck. Now I need car insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it Sadly, it happens all the time. Right. Right. So as a company now, so you've been in business for well over, so over five and a half years. Congratulations on that. How did you start? Did you, did you go and kind of go through it? Did you bootstrap? Did you find investors? I mean, how did you get this off the ground? Geez, where to start, huh? Um, So I guess I'm now at at, uh, 59 years old, I guess I'm labeled as a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I, I earned my wings in Japan. I lived overseas for 20 years, wow. started, started a couple of companies overseas, and they were very successful, had successful exits with them. Um, I came back to the States, and when I came back, a couple of buddies came to me and said, hey, there's this new program in the healthcare industry that is going to modernize healthcare data information mm-hmm. by subsidizing the move from paper to digital yeah. uh, health records, Right. Can you come in as, you know, you know, technology, you understand these systems. Um, My background is aerospace and artificial intelligence and financial systems for for Wall Street. So I kind of know big data systems and I know AI. Um, They asked me to help them just win the bid. I looked at it. I went back to my partners in Tokyo. I said, this is a great market. The U.S. healthcare industry is going to change over the next 10 years. We should be part of this change. So mm-hmm. instead of helping him, I bought his company. <laughs> and wow. we, won, we won that bid uh, and we were contracted by the government and partnership with companies here in Southern California to assist those companies in going through the rollout. Um, we helped about 2,200 healthcare organizations move from paper to digital. In that process, mm-hmm. the one thing that became very apparent to me, and this is where yeah. the entrepreneur hat comes on, right. is... I kept noticing that this security issue around this new digital data was not being properly addressed. And as much as we would tell them they need to do it and explain to them what they needed to do, by the way, there was no product available on the market that did this. Mm. So I saw this blue ocean opportunity to maybe create something. And I wanted to do something that was really 
easy to use mm-hmm. so that a small private practice can use the product and be protected and a large hospital group can use the product and maybe get more involved in the forensics components of my system and be protected just as much because the basic patient data record is exactly the same in those two entities. Yeah. And so that's why I built Sphere. I love it. So I also saw that you uh, went to college at Western, Western Michigan University. So both my brother and sister went there. I was going to go. I got accepted to Western, but then I flew the coop and joined the United States Navy. So, but that was was a Bronco. (laughs) I'm a Bronco. I'm a Bronco. I was uh, born in California, but raised in Michigan. I loved airplanes from a very young age. Oh, yeah. So um, Western was a natural pull to me because of its yep. aviation program. Yeah. Um, and it really got me started in the industry because I got hired by Northrop here in California, graduating right out of Western. Nice, um, nice. And I'm still very active with the school. Yeah. Where did you live in Western Michigan? Uh, where did I live? I was obviously in Kalamazoo. I was on campus for my first yeah. two years and then off campus over on California Avenue. Okay. And I, was, yeah. I was a member of a fraternity. So I lived in a fraternity house for a few years All as right. well. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. All right. So Raymond, your website is Sphere Inc. And that's S-P-H-E-R-I-N-C uh, dot com. Uh, listen, this is a great, I, I, I feel bad for the people who, don't take this seriously, the, you know, the healthcare organizations, the groups, the doctor's offices and stuff that don't take this seriously and are just kind of waiting for some calamity or a lawsuit to happen or, a, you know, a cyber event to take place, you know, right. and then all of a sudden, oh, shoot, wish I would have taken action on that podcast I heard with Raymond a while back. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, when they go to the website, what would you what would you recommend? Like, what would be their path? I think if they go to the website, obviously they want to make sure that they feel comfortable with what we're providing. And we have a lot of data there for them. The first thing they should do is really reach out, contact us. We have a lot of different um, areas in there that they can reach out and set up a demo where we talk to them about their environment, what they're doing and get a feel for their business. No No two healthcare organizations are exactly the same. So we adjust our system to their environment, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, we're really good at that. So uh, my years of experience in finance taught me that. So once they do that on the website, they know we'll show them how we're going to work. We walk them through the entire process. We can typically take somebody from that first conversation to going live with our system in four weeks. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Raymond Ribble, again, founder and CEO of Sphere on the web at spherinc.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? 
Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.